Well, good morning to each and every one of you here online, whether you're at Branchville or our Spanish translation service. Now, if you are in Worship Center 1, you are awesome. It is good to have you guys, but the real Christians are in Worship Center 2. Okay, these are all the people who are trying to make it to having you in Worship Center 2. It's kind of like a guarantee, except for that's real heresy, so I really shouldn't say that. But a few people were confused last week because uh, we do have two different Facebook accounts. We have one, the Hills Church, and the Hills Church in Espanol, okay, which is our translation of our service. So many of you don't know this. You can actually bring your Hispanic friends that speak no English into this service. We have translation devices for them. They'll translate everything for them so that they'll feel right at home here. We have an amazing translation team up there. They do an incredible job. Now, we are in week two of our relational vampire series, and Halloween was yesterday. I didn't see a ton of vampires, but I get the premise behind vampires. You know, they're, they're the people who are out there to suck your blood and take the life away. And, you know, Twilight, I never saw the movies because I basically thought they were dumb, but <laughs> they were a big series, I hear. And, you know, the, the whole premise of, of these vampires, you know, that come into your life, these relational vampires, they legitimately suck the life out of you. You know, last week, Pastor Rick talked about controlling people. And this week, I'm going to be talking about critical people. Okay. And next week, Dave's talking about very, very needy people. And then I'll be back to close out the series about hypocritical people. Now, I don't know if this is you or you are surrounded by this person. Everybody knows a critical human being. Okay, you might be sitting around them right now. They have walked into this building today. They might be sitting next to you online, and they have pointed out five things they already hate about this church. Okay, they're like, I don't like the seats. This place smells weird. You're sitting online. They're already like, why did we wake up? We could watch this at any time. We don't have to do this live. Okay, you know, I don't know if you know this, but people criticize me a lot too. You know, I don't understand why people are like, you have two chins, you know, we can't. Yeah, it's true. People say that. I don't know why. I mean, okay. Uh, you know, people are like, I don't understand your voice. What happened? You know, was there something wrong with you when you were born? I'm like, no. You know, and they're like, why do you wear skinny jeans when you clearly don't fit in them? And there's, there's many people who, who criticize me for the way I look and talk and act. And, you know, I'm different. You know, the other day I had to pass some sort of Evansville litmus test. Uh, what happened was I told somebody I was Hispanic, and they said, prove it. Okay, now let me tell you something. I don't walk up to you people and go, hey, I heard you're German. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, prove it, okay? I don't, I don't make you force you to speak in German in front of me. But, yes, I am Hispanic, Okay. Uh, my mom comes from Cuba and my dad's from Argentina. I didn't learn English. So there's so many critical things that happen. People can be critical about this church. You know, you walk in and people are like, the music's too loud. They don't sing enough songs. They sing too long. Okay. They, they just don't, they don't teach deep subjects. They, they're always too shallow. They're so focused on the lost. Hell is huge, but they're too worried about people going there. You know, there's a million ways to be critical. You know, so today I want to talk to you, how do we appropriately love very critical people? There's a quote by Aristotle, and it says this, To avoid criticism, do nothing, 
say nothing, be nothing. Now, I don't want to criticize this quote, but if you do nothing, you say nothing, and you are nothing, you're pretty much lazy. Okay, so again, I don't want to be critical. I'm just being honest about how I feel about the quote. Now, many of us get stuck in here, you know, we get stuck in the idea, you know, that if you are a Christ follower, you are going to have to learn to deal with criticism. Every one of you will deal with criticism. If you haven't done so already today, you will by the end of today. Okay? How many of you are married? Raise your hands. Okay, I'm an interactive preacher. I can actually see you, okay? So I can see you online too. We've got these weird... Just kidding. Okay? But, you know, how many of you, you're, you're not famous. I'm not famous at my house for being the best person to put the laundry where it goes, you know, like... Sometimes I just take my underwear off and I put it where it lies, like, you know, there. And my wife's like, well, we have a whole system set up. And I'm like, I know, I, I get it. But she's very critical of that sometimes. And, you know, and I, sh I should do better at that. Look, I'm not saying I'm perfect, okay? You can boo me if you like, okay? <laughs> but, you know, someone's going to come up to you and say something you don't like. Many of you have a mother-in-law. I've got the best mother-in-law in the whole world. She would never be critical of me, but I'm critical of her all the time. Just kidding. You guys, I'm very sarcastic, so you're just going to have to learn to deal with it. Okay, I've got an amazing mother-in-law, but maybe you don't. Maybe you have one that's just, you know, nothing's ever good enough. How many of you have cooked something for somebody, and then, you know, they were like picking at it and didn't want to tell you they didn't like it, but obviously they didn't eat it, and they are like, well, I ate before I came. You're like, I, you know I invited you over to dinner, right? Yeah, yeah, I just ate before I got here. Okay, because you're going to deal with critical people. So how do we respond? I want to talk to you about four ways to respond to criticism. Number one is this. Often you don't respond. Just because somebody criticizes you doesn't obligate you to respond. This very, very freeing notion. Just because somebody says something to you you don't have to say anything in return. Sometimes the best thing to do is to say nothing. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, it says this, talking about Jesus. When they hurled insults at him, Jesus, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Peter says, when they hurled insults at Jesus, okay, what would they say to Jesus? Well, he's a friend of sinners. He eats too much with people. He hangs out with prostitutes. He parties too much. He says he's God. He's not really God. He's a heretic. He's not really who he claims to be. And let me be honest with you. If you are a Christ follower, someone is going to find a problem with your Christianity. There is somebody always more spiritual than you willing to tell you. Okay, they are going to be the person who comes out of their way to tell you what you didn't learn at church that you should have learned. Okay, they're the ones who nudge you during a good point. They're like, that's for you. Write it down. Okay, this happened to Jesus. It's going to happen to you. If they criticize Jesus, who's perfect, what do you got to do? Well, let's see what Jesus did. When they hurled insults at him, what did he do? What did he do? He did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, the Bible says, he entrusted himself who judges justly. 
Okay? Jesus realized it's his job, okay, to love people. It is our job as Christians to love people. Okay? It's hard not to judge people. I get it. Okay? I live in the same world every one of you live in. It is not easy. The other day I called home and I come from a Hispanic family and here's how weights work in Hispanic family. Either you're too skinny or you're too fat. The scale just goes to both directions. There is no you're perfect. Okay, so I called home and I happened to be holding my phone like this and I was FaceTiming my mom and my aunts and the phone shot up in my double chins and all of them like gasp together. They're like, Bobby, oh, you're getting fat. What happened? And I'm like, okay, simmer down. It's just the camera angle. Okay, I moved the camera up here and I lost weight. Okay. But see, you... <laughs> You have to understand, sometimes you just can't say anything because it's just not true. Okay, sometimes you need a change of perspective, and the best way to retaliate is to say nothing. Scripture says uh, in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says this, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. A person's wisdom yields Patience, it's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Okay, overlooking, okay, overlook comes from the Hebrew word Passover. Okay, that means when somebody's doing you wrong or they're criticizing you and it's just becoming, it, there's just nothing to it, it is best for you just to let it pass over you like it didn't even happen. Okay, it's not easy, okay, being called fat every time you call your family. Okay? And none of my family like belongs on the cover of like Weight Watchers. I'm just telling you, okay? Like, but they're all about telling me how I look. Okay? You have to understand critical people are going to be in your path. Just because you overlook an offense doesn't mean that you don't know it happened. Okay? You must, it's not a past tense. It's not something that you're just going to overlook it and it's done. Okay, you've got to, in the moment, continue to fight back and push against those things. You're choosing in the moment to get above it and overlook the criticism you just heard. This demands grace and to rise above it. Okay, why are you choosing to rise above what you're hearing? Because you're called to a higher purpose than the low thing being attributed to you at that moment. Okay, let me repeat that. You're called to a higher purpose, therefore the low thing pulling you down should not be the thing you're focused on. It's easy to focus on bad stuff, okay? I don't know if you realize this. Our church went through a little something-something, okay? I had everybody and their mother emailing me. They, they didn't have very nice things to say, okay? The, the I told you so's, the comments and stuff like that. And here's what I've chosen to do. I have a higher calling than to dwell on what people shoot at me. Amen. You have a higher calling than to dwell what people shoot. So what does the Bible tell us to do? It says, pass over. Go over the offense. Let it go past you so that you can respond the way Jesus would. Look, Jesus is going to handle that. It's not my job to judge people. It's my job to love people. That's where we sit. Okay. Jesus does the judging. My job is to do the loving. 
Sometimes you don't have to respond at all. Okay? You can be completely right, and the best thing you can do is do nothing. Okay? I don't know if uh, many of you are looking forward to Thanksgiving, okay? uh, but Thanksgiving this year might be a little tumultuous depending on how you vote on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Wednesday. Okay, I can just imagine what everybody's going to do. And here, let me give you some advice as a pastor to you. It's not worth fighting about. Pass over it. Okay, it doesn't mean you don't have a right to be angry, because some of you, I mean, I can say anything about your family, but if I say something about your candidate, you're going to blow my head off. You're like, hey, you can talk bad about my wife, but don't you dare say anything about the guy I'm going to vote for. Okay? Shoot it over here, pal. Know your place. Okay? Sometimes you don't respond. The second thing is sometimes you respond carefully. Sometimes you don't respond. second thing is sometimes you respond carefully. Notice I didn't say react instinctively. Okay? Some of you, you're reactors. You fly. You're like, boom, gotcha, nailed it. Some of you are really quick-witted, and you'll bite back real quick. Okay, that's, that's reacting. Responding is a spirit-led response. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, that means you're taking every thought captive and bringing it under the submission of Jesus and letting it work its way through you. Okay, you've got to choose to respond carefully. In fact, there's a powerful example in the Old Testament in Judges chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. It says, the Ephraimites asked Gideon, why have you treated us like this? Now, let me back up in this story. Gideon has thousands of men that are going to go fight the Mennonites. Okay? Or the Midians, sorry. And they're going there, and thousands of men. And then at night, God gives him a vision, and they're like, only take 300. And he narrows it down through a crazy process, and they fight with the 300. And the guys who were supposed to fight were so angry that they didn't get invited to the fight. They weren't even happy that they won. They're just mad they didn't get to fight. Okay, so here's what happens. It says, why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they challenged him vigorously. And another version says they criticized him sharply. But what did he do? He didn't defend himself. He didn't fight back. He didn't say that's not fair. But he responded simple. And scripture says he answered them and gave them a very clear, rational response. He said, you guys don't understand the work of the harvest. God brought some good grapes, and the grapes were good, and this was intentional. And you see, the result was actually a good thing. And a lot of times we have to be careful because one of the things that it easily turns the situation around instead of arguing back is just give it some thought before you fire back. Some, how many of you are people like, you say things before you talk? Thank you, Becky, I see you. You're going to heaven. Okay. Here's the deal. Sometimes you're like, he misspoke there. No, you say things before you talk. Okay, you start moving your mouth before you've had the thought go through your head and you have rattled out everything you have thought about that human being. Okay, in 14 seconds, they learned a lot. 
Instead of taking it in and going, you know what, criticism is not my place. Okay, I need to slow my roll a little bit. Okay, digest what's being said and give a rational response. Give not a reaction. Many of you are reactionary. I'm so worried about Tuesday night that there's going to be like pitchforks around town and people blowing things up and they're like, I was supposed to win. And I'm going, Jesus is still in charge. And they're like, kill him. <laughs> See, I'm afraid to say anything. You guys got me. I'm just hiding in my house. I won't even I'll be like, no, no, I'm English. I have no idea. I'm not from here. Hey, I'm going home, just passing through. I live in Mexico where you guys think I'm from anyway. Okay. You will have critics that will go, why are you going back to school? Why are you doing this? You know, you're too talented, you know, to be sitting at home, mom. Why are you raising those kids? Why aren't you at school? It doesn't matter which way you flip around. Someone is always going to judge you for the thing you're not currently doing. And instead of just flying off the handle and giving a response, well, me and my husband thought about it, and you, you better support us on this one, give them a rational response. Hey, we know what we're doing. We've prayed about this. God's on our side. Okay, we love you. We love our family. This is why we're doing what you've asked us to do. Okay, you wait before you respond because when emotions are high, wisdom is low. When your emotions are high, your wisdom is really low. Okay, I have never met somebody who in the midst of being super angry said something super intelligent. Okay, it's normally the opposite. Okay, trust me, I hang out with some hotheads. They're preachers too. <laughs> I'm one of them. Okay, sometimes you need to understand that the people who are most critical of you have a problem inside themselves that they're trying to it just manifest out. Here's what I, I, I've had to learn to say to myself, and, and I heard a pastor say it, and I just repeat it to myself when, when somebody's screaming at me. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. It's tough, man. And I've had to take a lot of it. I'm like, look, I didn't even have an affair. And you're, taking, you're going here, but I have to realize this. Hurt people, hurt people. And my job is not to try to defend myself. My job is to respond the way Jesus, the spirit-led response, go, all right, Daryl, just calm down. Give him a rational response. Hey, I know you're angry. But Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still who he claims to be, and he can take care of this. Okay? So how do we respond to incredibly critical people? Sometimes you don't respond. Sometimes you respond carefully. Number three, occasionally you listen and make a change. Okay, I, I have uh, uh, what I call musical Tourette, so I really want to sing a Michael Jackson song right now, so I'm holding that back in. Sometimes your critics are right. Okay, let me tell you something. Just because somebody's criticizing you doesn't mean they're wrong. Sometimes your critics are right, and you just need to take that in and kind of digest it a little bit, make the change, and then move on. All right? Occasionally you need to listen and make the change. Recognize the truth that a harsh criticism might have come your way. It's not easy to digest, but it's the truth. Okay, 
Sometimes, if, if I can get up in your business a little bit, I mean, I, I wrote a mine. Sometimes if somebody you love, if your wife who loves you, if your parents who love you and your friends who love you are all convinced you're dating the wrong person, maybe, just maybe, just a hunch, maybe you're dating the wrong person, okay? Or if everybody is screaming at you, you're going the wrong way. Maybe, just maybe, you might be going the wrong way, okay? Sometimes, even in the most critical moments where somebody can criticize you the most, you have to be willing to listen and make the changes, okay? Uh, my old boss, Pastor Carl, I love him to pieces. He's a good old boy from the South, and, you know, I'm from Southerner than him. I don't know how to say that. But he used to, he, he, they have a huge church where I'm from, and man, he used to get letters, and he used to tell us, he's like, guys, this person's mad, but they said this, and that's true, and we need to fix that. Okay? Sometimes you need to weed through the garbage. Okay? And there might be something in there for you. Okay? Let me tell you this. Let me how I know some of you have already practiced this. Okay? And children practice this all the time, and they're not freaked out at all. Okay? Some of you are bad parents, and you let it happen. Okay, your children last night spilled candy on the ground. You watched. Okay, you watched them pick it up. It was on the ground outside, and you watched that kid eat it. You did nothing. You're like, he's fine. It'll help his immune system. <laughs> Why? Because there's still something good about the garbage that just happened. Okay, so you got to let it weed it out, brush it off, which you don't need. You know, teach your kid, blow the dirt off of it. If, okay, if it went under the stove, there's a lot of stuff under there you shouldn't eat, but there's still a good little Snickers bar in there. Okay, so you need to blow it off, eat the Snickers bar. Okay, if you have not heard some constructive criticism about yourself, some harsh criticism about yourself, and made a couple changes this year, you're not doing it right. Okay, some of the best things you can learn, you can learn from anybody as long as you're willing to listen. Okay, the fourth way to handle criticism is this. Always work to guard your heart. Work to guard your heart. Okay, you need to make sure that it's not you that has a critical spirit. Okay, because I promise you, a critical spirit is not of God. It comes from Satan himself. He is the accuser of the brethren. Okay, he wants to come and get you critical amongst the mass of other Christians. He wants to get you mad at your neighbor. You're like, I'm going to burn his house down. Did you see who he's voting for? Burn it. <laughs> Tonight, before he gets to vote tomorrow, burn his house. Everybody. You know, you get with the neighbors, and, and, and you're there, and you're going, man, where is that from? It's a critical spirit. Okay, and we all have to guard our hearts, okay? I can be that way. I'm a critical human being, okay? I will judge everybody. When you're out with your kid, and your kid screams at the restaurant, I'm the first guy that whips my head around and be like, boy, you need to get a little Hispanic. We would have busted that kid 20 times by now. My mom would hit me 19 times if I cried once in a restaurant. Okay, I went to a restaurant once in my life. Just kidding. <laughs> but you have to be careful. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, it says this. Some people make cutting remarks 
But the words of the wise, I have no idea what that was, but the words of the wise bring healing. You can be a Christian that throws out cutting remarks, or you can be the Christian who brings wise healing behind it. You have to guard your own heart. It's in there. Okay, sometimes we have no idea how critical we can be. You can just ask your spouse. They'll tell you. Okay, this might be an honesty test. You can go home and try and be like, am I critical? Okay, if they do this. Okay, or they're like, yes. I mean, you're critical, okay, and you beat that person. Those are the signs you're seeing. Okay, but you, you might not even realize that you're always talking about how dumb your boss is or, you know, how you can't believe that girl would wear that to work or, you know, this person. I can't believe that they would do this. And it's always, you know, you look at their Facebook page, you're like, oh, they're always so cool. They're always so on vacation. And look how great they think their life are. And I know them. Their life is terrible. Okay, and then you've got the one girl who's always taking like 94 selfies of herself. And she's like, look, she's always taking selfie, 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 selfie. And you're like, she's not even happy. Here's the deal. Instead of being critical, how about you become helpful and try to figure out why somebody has to take 90 pictures of themselves every day to feel validated? Why don't you help your dumb boss? Don't walk up and say, you're dumb. You're going to get fired. Then I will call you dumb. Why don't you help them? Why don't you do what Jesus would do? Okay, so many of you guys, you'll watch football today. Ryan, if you'll come join me, I'm going to close. I'm going to crash the plane as best as I can. <laughs> so many of you will watch football today. You've never played a down in your life. Okay, and you will yell at that television. You've got every play figured out. You're like, they should have blitzed. Blitz, do it. And you're like, I can't believe it. Fire him. He should never coach. Put me in there. I know what's going on. It's easy when you're playing from over here. But man, you need to guard against your own heart. Some of the excuses you make are like, you know, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just, I tell it like it is. Let me tell you something. That's not a validation for criticism. That doesn't give you permission because you're just a tell it like it is person. Okay, that's something you need to examine. I'm one of those people. If I were to try to get away with something, I would try to tell you. I'd be like, I'm the guy who just tells you like it is. Okay, these guys who have to work for me, it ain't easy. Okay, because I've got some humdingers that I come up with. And I'm like, man, that worship song, I can't sing to save my life. I'm like, that was terrible. Why did we do that? It was so embarrassing. And then I have to be like, who in the world are you, Daryl? Like, who do you think you are? You have to be careful that it does not well up inside of you. That you don't have that critical spirit. That you're not the person that has to deal with that. And Romans chapter 14, verse 10 says this. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we all stand before the judgment seat. Yes, each one will give account, a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning one another. Man, instead of being the guy who always has to throw barbs and you know sharp words or cutting things, how about you be known as a person who gives life? That's an intentional decision to try and talk life into people. 
it's not easy. Some of you, you grew up in an environment where it's tense and you have to, you have to retrain yourself. One of the things that I have to remind myself often is what I feed grows and what I starve dies. If I feed positive talk towards others, it will grow. If I starve negative talk, it will die. And some of you, that's what you need to start doing today. You need to feed positivity the way you talk to other people. Because some of the reasons people don't want have to do anything with Jesus is not because of Jesus. It's because of the person who claims to love him. So you have to be careful that you don't become critical in spirit. That you're one of those things that you're like, man, tell the truth in love. Yes, you should tell the truth. Don't lie to somebody. Okay, don't tell, you know, a person who's one foot one, be like, you're going to be the best basketball player it ever, ever was. In Jesus' name. You don't have to do that. Okay, you don't do that. Don't lie. Speak life. Speak life and speak truth in love. You know what? Here's how what you need to learn how to do and make sure. If you live for the praise of others, you will die the second there's an absence of praise. You can't live for the praise of others. That way you will not die for the lack of praise of others. And let me tell you something. I will not, I, me personally, okay, I, I'm just going to tell you this, okay, I won't let compliments go to my head and I won't let criticism go to my heart. Why? So that I don't have to worry about letting you down and you don't have to worry about inspiring me. Why? Because it's all Jesus' job. It's all God's job. I am secure in who I am in Jesus, and that's who you need to be. You need to be rooted in who you are in Christ and go, I'm a child of God. There is none like me. I'm the only jacked up version of myself Jesus made. I'm one of a kind. I speak weird. I look weird. I don't fit into skinny jeans. I have double chins. This is who I am in Christ. And Jesus loves me like this. I've got a lot of work to do, but Jesus loves me like this, and I'm on a path to growing more and more like him. That's where you need to be today, founded and rooted in Christ and becoming more and more like him, Christ-centered every day. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? I want to pray for two different groups of people today. Number one, I want to pray for those of you who have a critical spirit. You're like, man, I need to get this out of my life. I need to start working my way towards doing something better for Jesus. If that's you, will you just throw your hand up right where you're at? I'm just going to pray for you. I'm in that group. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I preach a lot about what i got to pray about the most. Thank you. You can throw it right back down. Jesus, I want to pray for every person that lifted their hand. God, I pray for every one of us. Lord, that we don't respond in every situation, that we respond carefully in every situation. God, that we listen and make the changes that we're called to do. Lord, and that we always guard our hearts in you and in who we are. 
the second group of people I want to talk to today, you've never made a decision for God. You've never asked Jesus into your life. You're like, you know what, Daryl, if I went and died today, I don't know where I would go. I don't want you to leave this room without 100% knowing there's no excuse for it. We're not going to look down on you. This is a very loving church, great people. If that's you, you need to invite Jesus into your heart for the first time. Will you raise your hand so I can see you all across this place? Thank you. You haven't raised your hand, but you know you need to. Can you raise your hand real quick for me? Amen. Will everybody pray this prayer after me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Don't be afraid to pray. You don't have to do it a lot. Let's try it again. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you today to be my Lord, my Savior, and my very best friend. Today, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give a hand to those who made a decision for Jesus today?